This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. I'm trying to get you all hyped up on this one. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, episode 141. I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. And you are very defeated in your Kane Blackhawks jersey. I am wearing my Blackhawks jersey that is not very old, that has Patrick Kane 88 on it for the last time. And you don't will, have to wear it for the last time. It's worn for the last time. I'm going to have to put it in a shadow box because the, the next time I'm going to wear it is at his retirement ceremony, whatever that's going to be. And that's it. And then maybe and in like 20 years from now when it's cool to rock like a veteran player at like a game, you know, yeah. like it's like people wear like Stan Mikita jerseys like that's going to be me when I'm like 70 years old at a Blackhawks game wearing this Patrick Kane jersey. So fair enough. Fair enough. Hope, hopefully it stands the test of time. I'm sure it will. I have no idea. But I thought today is the day I've got to I've got to wear it because I can officially comment on the news of Patrick Kane, right? You can. Yeah. You also, can. Breezy was at a concert last night, which we will talk a little bit about later at the end of the episode. So mm. she is a little tired. I'm just a little tired today. That's I'm going to do, do my best to not have any very loud outbursts uh, to, to ease her pain. But <laughs> here is, I feel like I just have to start with this. This is the official statement. Patrick Kane is now officially a New York Ranger, which is so weird to say. But you're okay with it. I am very okay with it. I I officially support his choice. I'm glad he went to a team that has a lot of potential, at least in the next few years, to win a Stanley Cup or at least make playoffs. There's a lot of talent on that team. There's young talent. There's veteran talent. There's everything in between. It's very well balanced. And he had to go. I, I do not blame him for wanting to leave in the least. I think he really wanted to stay as a Blackhawk for his whole career. However, in the last, let's say, five seasons of the Chicago Blackhawks, the team, not aside from all of the legal drama aside, were not doing the right things to really build. Well, they were trying to build. <laughs> They're trying to build builds upon the Kane and Taze legacy that was there 
and they acquired a lot of players. They were developing players. And then in the last two years, they have traded all of those people away, including more of those people at this trade deadline outside of Patrick Kane. And there's nothing there. There's no reason for him to stay at, with a team that's going to take, I think, 15 years maybe more to really become a contending team again. I would be very surprised if we do. I also watched, so the Blackhawks started this sort of like documentary series on their YouTube channel and it's called, uh, I wrote it down cause I knew I would forget every shift and it's sort of documenting their rebuild and they followed along the days leading up to Kane's trade and the GM Kyle Davidson just saying that, this is what was the right thing for Patrick. This was the right mm -hmm. thing to do for him, for what he's done for the team. He thought long and hard about this very difficult decision to leave the Blackhawks after 15 slash 16 years, depending on how you want to do the math. That's a long time to be with the team. And his it was his first team and his only team. And I think Patrick Kane said it really well that like, you know, you dream of wanting to stay with one team your entire career, but that's not always the reality. And he's got good years left in him and he wants to play and he doesn't want to be on a team that absolutely sucks. And I don't blame him. The other thing I have to comment on is the fact that there was a lot of other podcast blogs, whatever, saying that like, how could Patrick do that to the Blackhawks? Like, meaning how could he force the Blackhawks hand in requiring him to be traded to the Rangers for it didn't matter what they got in return. Mm -hmm. Like they got no assets really in return for Patrick Kane. And like, I see what you're saying, but what Patrick Kane, Kane has done for the team with three Stanley Cups and 15 years with the team, the, the man and the talent deserves to be treated and playing and treated well. And if that's the decision he wants to make, he should go. And I don't think that that is any kind of realistic expectation that now he owes the team something. What has the team done for him and Taze in the last seven seasons? Absolutely nothing. We've been nowhere. We've not had any opportunity to be in a playoff position so I don't think he owes them anything. He gave them what he owed them in those years and in his contracts and in those early seasons. So like he's done as far as like owing the Blackhawks anything, especially with the way that they have proceeded with trades and dismantling this like Bowman era team. I don't think he owes them anything. And you can come at me, but I don't think he owes the team anything. The GM Kyle Davidson was like, he is... Patrick Kane will always be a member of the Chicago Blackhawks family. He is always welcome. And that's it. Yeah. He doesn't know them squat. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, I mean, I think what the, what they did to give him what he wants in order to have, like, it was almost sort of like, I mean, he deserved to go into exactly. the place where he wanted to go and they did that for him. And I think he is grateful for it. And he's just, no animosity it's just more so of like i just i just have to go do it it's business yep it's business, it is business. and 
I really don't think that he was like trying to shaft the Blackhawks. Like that's clearly not his MO. He wasn't right. intentionally doing this because he's like, well, screw you guys. He's looking out for himself because he has to, because that's how this works. Exactly. And I don't think that he did anything wrong. And what were they? Po- what <laughs> The Blackhawks aren't even in a position to ask for anything good in return when they have completely dismantled the team. There's nobody on the team that we know besides Seth Jones. And and like, wh- why would you even this is not the time to try to get an asset from New York. Like what you're going to try to get Alexi Lafreniere. Like, yeah, right. They're not giving you him. <laughs> like, no. like they're, you're not going to get anything from anyway from new york at least who's in a position to play really well so it's kind of like you weren't going to get anything anyway so just deal with it uh so yeah that's what i have to say about that that's what you gotta say about that well maybe we should address the other elephant in the room for another player that uh wanted to spend his entire career with one team but got booted unexpectedly jonathan quick uh was sent to columbus uh for like a half I mean, a day <laughs> for like yeah for a half a day basically for uh gavrikov and corp i can't remember Corpusalo? his name Corpusalo, yes yeah um which king's fans are very 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 upset about i mean when i first heard the news i was shocked much like everybody else um and it kind of got me thinking, though, because it's like there was there's been so many years where Quick hasn't been quick, right? Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people that kept saying trade quick, trade quick, trade quick. And then when it happens, everyone's like, "Oh, why do they? You how do you do that? Like, why would you trade someone? Why would you do that? Why would you do this?" But those are the same people who are saying we need to trade, we need to win, we want to chase the cup, and it's business first of all and second of all quick just isn't quick and i think fans are holding on to what quick was and what he has done but not who quick is now and you can't take incredible saves and from certain periods of the game and like piece them together to make jonathan quick again Uh, it just doesn't work that way and if you want the team to move forward if you want the team to win and have a chance at a stanley cup then you need to trade for players that can help you get that and if that's what we got in return for for quick from columbus even if it is a rental for for gabrikov it's it's fine it's it's fine I mean, we'll grow, you know, teams will grow and quick wanted to then go to Vegas and that's good for quick. And if he is going to have a turnaround season and a revenge season, then that, that is what it is. Um, But I think that it's selfish of quick to, to maybe continue to say that he's blindsided by certain things when he knows he hasn't been playing very well. Um, but he hasn't spoken a bad word about the Kings, so that's a good thing. Um, but it is business, and I think that, I, I mean, obviously he's going to sign a one-day contract, he's going to retire a King, and he's going to get his number raised in the rafters. Everyone knows that. But it might be good to see him play 
and like try to rebound and and be quick again it sucks that it's for vegas but you know what vegas vegas needs goaltending help first of all and in order to to get that i mean quicks had many many years he can help coach other you know upcoming goalies so i think it's a good thing and it's gonna suck when we face them in the playoffs because you know quick's gonna come out again but i just think that that fans need to stop holding on to what he was and realize what he is now and realize what we had got in return is going to be best for the team mm-hmm and I think that's the way you got to look at it for all situations when it's like when your favorite player gets traded, it's like it sucks, but it's just business and it it's going to happen. It happened, and I don't think it happened in the kindest way for Quick. I think he deserved not. a little more. Yes, it is business, but like they could have it's it seemed like he didn't know that that was going to happen mm-hmm. and when you've he had was a- left unprotected for right. Seattle, so he had to have had some general idea. And when you're at this point sitting on the bench and Copley is the number one starter, I mean, you can't just sit back and relax just because you brought two two cups to to you know the town or something. But it should have done. It should have been done better. Yeah, it feels like. It feels like he wasn't involved in this decision-making process and like didn't really have a say in it. And I think that's when I think fans get really defensive because for somebody like that and for what he has done for the organization for the Kings to, I mean, maybe he did say what he wanted and maybe the Kings didn't like that. I mean, we don't know. Right. But it seems at this point that he really had no say in what was going on and if he really did want to get to Vegas or if that was his top choice if the Kings were going to let him go I mean Mm -hmm. you could communicate that in some way like we're gonna do our best to figure out a way to get you there so just hang Mm -hmm. tight it might not look pretty but you know we're gonna do what we can I mean maybe they did tell him that but it sort of seems like they didn't and who knows what's really going on there between the organization and quick and and these last like uh, with the trade um, with the Seattle expansion in the last whatever year. But Mm -hmm. I feel bad because that's just a really tough, tough thing to have to go through, like the double team trade situation, which for a guy like him, that sucks. It just sucks, you know? It does suck. But I think that they had to do it the way they did it to take. So the Kings didn't have to retain any of his contract of his salary. So I think they did it in a way that they, the only way that they could have done it, that would have given them the the reward that the Kings, what they needed out of the trade. Um, and I did see that Quick, I think, had like five other teams that he wanted to go to. And Vegas was was one of them. Uh, so he ended up there, which is is good. It's just the, the situation kind of sucked. But I mean, it was a waiting game. He never got on a plane to go to Columbus. Wow. He stayed in LA the, the entire time. He stayed, in, yeah. Stayed in LA the entire time. So, uh, yeah, I don't think maybe he I, was in talks. He might have known. Knew. Yeah, maybe he knew. Yeah. So, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. I want to circle back and sort of talk about uh the Patrick Kane comparison with Quick. Obviously, they're two very different 
players. Clearly, they play very different positions and things. But if you look at those things, Kane obviously used it to his advantage. Well, first of all, he had a ridiculously great contract that really is absurd to have a, a no um, a no trade no wave no trade clause no trade clause um for that many years on his contract like eight year contract or whatever it was seven or eight year contract so that's like kind of unheard of to begin with um so he was really lucky and i think he made the smart decision to take advantage of that at this point and not be subject to what quick just went through with all of this like hopefully they'll do the right thing for me kind of thing which i mean in the end mm-hmm. they did they quick ended up getting to a place he wanted to be ultimately but you know i think that's the sort of difference between those two is is right. taking advantage of the i don't remember what quick's contract was but it was know. a ridiculous contract it was like 10 years at i don't even x amount of money that nobody wanted to take on when he started to go downhill did he have a no uh, so, trade clause before it expired? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe he did. Or a oh, no move clause. Sorry, no a no clause. move clause. Yeah. I, I think mixed he those did. Phrases up. And I, I, he was protected for the Vegas draft, but right. he was left unprotected for Seattle, yeah. which spoke because they ended up protecting Cal Peterson and it's interesting to see where Cal Peterson is now and who's in goal for the Kings. So um, funny, funny business. That's all funny I got to say. Funny business. Also, last thing about Patrick Kane. Everybody is now all eyes on him in New York and going, how come he's not performing? And they lost the first two games with Kane on their team. Okay, people, let's have a little reality check here. They have to figure out where Kane is going to best fit. And Mm -hmm. it was a messy start. Luckily, the Rangers have, I think, a couple days to sort of figure out how to make this work because they had a ton of turnovers, the Rangers, Mm -hmm. and trying to do those east-west passes. They were getting turned over. They were, uh, Panarin was deferring to Kane a lot. And a lot of the players were. Um, and I think that has to be reevaluated and they have to sort of look for the best play and not just Kane. And I think if they can change it, change this up, <laughs> figure this out in the next couple of days. Mix um, up the soup a little, guys. <laughs> yeah. Stir the soup. What are, okay. where are these comments coming from, Adam? I well, don't know. My brain. <laughs> you guys stir that soup in New York. And figure out what comes to the top and what's going to settle to the bottom and figure out where he fits because you can't just assume that that's like the same comment when I said, was it last week or the week before? Like, can you have too much talent like Toronto, right? Like mm-hmm. you get an, a Ryan O'Reilly. They're struggling too with figuring out where he fits there too. Like it's not yeah. this, that simple when you've got chemistry already going with these star players and then you want to add even more. It takes a minute to figure out. So give it a minute everybody Mm -hmm. give the rangers a minute what um what else do we want where do we want okay let me just finish up this blackhawks talk and then we can just sort of be done with the blackhawks so they also sent max domi to the stars which we all know there were lots of rumors that patrick kane would go there but i knew he would never go there uh 
Max Domi, though, is a good move for the stars. He's I, I just hate to see this happening to him because he's such a great asset. And I guess that's why he keeps getting moved. But I don't know why and nobody will sign this kid to a longer contract because he's got such great ability to fit in anywhere yeah. and he works hard and he can sort of be molded to whatever line he's on. Um, so kudos to the stars for getting him. But instead, the Blackhawks got... See, this is why Patrick Kane made the right decision, because the Blackhawks, in exchange for Max Domi, one of the very few assets they had left, like that weren't a Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taze, got Anton Kudobin, the 36-year-old goalie who's now playing in the minors. And he's not playing very well anyway. The guy's not going to play much longer. And then they got a 2025 second round draft pick. And then they got a goalie prospect, which, okay, that's good. I'm going to try to find silver lining here because this still is my team in Dylan Wells. Um, but then they also got rid of Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, who went to Toronto. So like Toronto's really making a push right now. And then um, defenseman Jack Johnson was traded. So like any and all potential talent on the Blackhawks has been completely wiped out. And we got nothing in return. So if people are trying to make this argument that the Blackhawks should have gotten something in return for King. Look at what the hell we got in return for Domi. Are you kidding? Like, what kind of move is that? I mean, like, you could argue that what we're doing is absolutely absurd and definitely not positive in any way. Like, I would have signed Max Domi to another one-year contract and just, like, waited it out to see what else I could get and what else he could produce. And, like, what are I... But I'm not a GM. Let me make sure that's all I have to say about Blackhawks things. That's it. I think so. I think yeah. so. So I, I can so. move on from that. I look forward to watching okay. Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane's career over the next couple of years and see what he can do. Uh, he's still got it in him. He's, he's, he's got the ability and the talent and I wish him all the best in New York. And he's very fun to watch in New York, I think. So I've watched the past few games. So yes. <laughs> Because the Rangers are also my team. Right. That's right. He's got a fourth, fourth team with an asterisk next to it. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by NBA fans. It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN, that's THPN, for the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Let's talk about your predators. Yes. So... Okay. Wait a second. First of all, we said, are they for sale? We think they're for sale one, two episodes ago. They are a hundred percent for sale and being completely dismantled. Okay. Now go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So I, 
last week, I don't know if it was on on record or not. Uh, I think it was, but I was so mad that they had traded Nino Niederreiter and and they just started doing like weird things, right? And I was just mm-hmm. like, what is what is happening? And I think I said that they needed to get a new head coach and a new GM. And guess what happened? They got one of those. They got one of those. And Barry Trotz has been in the Nashville <laughs> area for a while. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um gosh it was last season i believe because yeah. he had bought he bought a house and so barry trotz is now the new preds gm i believe it's going to be effective technically effective june 30th i believe it was right the end of the season or whatever uh, yeah so uh i, I sent it to rape i got an email from barry trotz himself <laughs> yes she did it was it was really cool um and that's what i love about the preds is like you really do feel like a sense of like family kind of i don't know if you kind of like got that sense maybe it, it might be different but um i forwarded it to ray and i was like you gotta read this actually i don't even think i even gave you contacts i just forwarded it to you um but it was cool and he like what he said in the email i'm not gonna read it but it was well worded first of all and it like got you hyped and he obviously loves nashville um so that's very exciting they are for sale but i'm curious to see what he's going to do he knows the team he knows the city he knows the organization so i think that he's going to make great great moves however the preds have traded at home long time like his entire career has been with the Mm -hmm. preds tanner janeau who i love I know. I was actually wearing his shirt when he got traded, so that was so cool. Um, but he's, he's going. He went to. He Tampa. also did a K. Did a KO. He knocked out a player. Yeah. Already yeah. playing for Tampa, so he's doing he's really good, well. He's he's good. I love him. And then they uh, traded Grandland too. Um, that's great. Uh, it's so cool. Um, but they got Tyson <laughs> Berry. Which is which is great too because I think it's really funny. They posted a TikTok with him and like sort of like their social team is actually really funny. So I'll send you that. Uh so yeah, they're they're for sale. It's it's gonna be a good time. Um there's only like three players that are protected on the Preds. Yossi. Which is Yossi, uh Saros, and who am I thinking of? I'm terrible. I don't know. It's okay. There's been a lot happening. There has been a lot happening. I was just so excited that Matt Duchesne did not get traded because um, he's my boy. I'm sorry. I love Matt Duchesne. Obviously. Dutchie. Um, Dutchie! Dutchie! All caps. All caps. Always. If I ever beat him, I gotta tell him the story because it's just, it's funny. I didn't mean to do it, but it just just happened. So, ah, yeah. It's going to be uh it's going to be a tough tough road for the Preds for a little bit, but you know what? They're still fun to watch. I still enjoy it. Uh oh, Forsberg. Forsberg's the third one that's uh, oh, okay. that's protected. Sorry. Sorry. I knew it was going to come to me. Um wait. Yeah. Okay, are you done with Preds stuff? We have to go back to yeah. LA. There was something in LA we didn't talk about. There's lots in LA that we didn't talk about. Well, I feel <laughs> like we need to wrap that up with um you lost Brendan Lemieux. How do you feel yes. about that? I liked Lemieux. I That's thought what I he thought. Was, I, I yeah, I did. Um, I liked him. 
I like his grit, and I thought that if they were to lose him, that they would become soft because you can't be soft. And Mikey Anderson, Mikey freaking Anderson might be my favorite king because that kid is just so he's everywhere. And he okay. It was like the last like 30 seconds of the game. That kid put his body in front of like six pucks and completely like saved the game. It was incredible. And he's just, I don't know. I just love that guy. Um, Mikey Anderson can't do it all. That's all I'm going to no. say. And Brandon Lemieux, I thought, helped bring that like grit. Um, so we lost him and it sucked. However, we ended up getting uh, McEwen. That's how you pronounce his name. Who... Uh, brings more grit let's just say that more? so more i sent you the video he full-on like knocked some dude on the ground he starts skating away and like throwing his arms up like bash brother style and then uh it was mccarran i believe from yeah. the prince he knocked out and then mccarran comes back after him and he turns around and he starts beating him up again knocks mccarran back down which i mean i shouldn't be so excited about because obviously it's the preds but then he skates over to the bench and he's still doing this. He said, let's go. Okay. More grit. Dash brother. More grit. Um, I think that's pretty much everybody. I mean, there was like Austin Wagner ended up leaving. He was on the line, the fourth line, I think, over the last couple seasons. He hasn't played. He's played for the rain this year. But I think the, uh, I think the Kings did very good with what they what they did in this trade deadline so i'm happy with it mm -hmm. as much as the quick thing sucked and obviously the lemieux thing kind of sucked i'm happy with it and i mean they're on a three game win streak right now and it i think that they could just keep it going they could we have three teams that we sort of have to like maybe four that we have to sort of like rapid fire through here. Cause obviously we're not yeah. going to talk about every single team and every single trade. Cause there was like a, a lot, a lot um, but a couple noteworthy ones. So I want to talk about the Tampa Bay lightning. So Cooper is not happy with the way they've been playing the last, mm, let's say 10 games or so. I think they've lost mm -hmm. their last four, the lightning. So mm -hmm. he benched stammer point and cooch for the entire third period of Saturday's game against the Sabres, in which they lost tremendously. Um, but positive, they have Tanner Janot, and he's clearly, you know, an asset there for them. Um, I'm going to be interested to see if the Lightning can get their shit together in time for the playoffs, because if they can't, this is going to be a problem for them uh, in the long, like uh, uh, for the long haul of playoffs. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on the Lightning? And that uh, move no. by Cooper, <laughs> literally, he's taking aggressive. like, that was a super aggressive move. It reminded me something of like Tortorella would do. Yeah. I'm like, do I need to put Cooper's picture up on the wall behind me now too, as well? Is this, mm -hmm. is he, mm -hmm. is he dabbling in my, <laughs> my world of, of favorite head coaches a little bit? I like the move. You gotta listen. If it's, if that's, if whatever's happening in the locker room isn't working and you need to bench them, I mean, Maybe that'll help uh, get them back on track. The yeah. other team we want to talk about for sure, the Big Bad Bruins. Bruins. They lost Taylor Hall and Felino to injuries. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be out for the remainder. Right? I believe 
I believe if all goes well, they could be in towards the end of the playoffs. Not looking great. Right. For the number one team in the league right now, right? Or, well, whatever. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're not at the top right at this very second, but have been dominating this whole season. But they got Tyler Mm -hmm. Bertuzzi from the Red Wings. good in a Bruins. He looks good in a Bruins uh, jersey. He should have been a Bruin all along. Like, I mean, yeah. he did he did well in Detroit and he definitely learned yeah. a lot, I think, and, and grew his career. But did you see that picture of him? He doesn't tape the top of his stick. Yeah. Weird. Interesting play. <laughs> Is it just stirring a, the soup again? Just stirring the soup, making it making players <laughs> that, think and that's his soup. It's his soup stirrer, the, <laughs> the tip of a stick. <laughs> And then also with the Bruins, they signed Pasta to an eight-year contract. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, well, they in the Red Wings, they, they signed, signed Larkin. And he did this, like, I believe I was looking at Pagnota. And he, I think that he was saying that he was going to try to do something. Larkin was going to try to do something for, like, the number, like his number 71. So I believe he ended up signing an 8.71 million dollar contract that's cool uh but he grew up loving the red wings isn't he a michigan Michigan boy boy. yeah michigan boy grew up loving the red wings always dreamed of playing for the red wings and now he's pretty much probably going to be spending his entire career as a red wing which is really cool right see i would not expect larkin well given now this i don't know how old he is but if things 25 can... maybe I oh, think. well yeah i mean uh, i could make a prediction that i would say that he would be the type of guy that would retire no matter what happened as a red wing mm-hmm. yeah like even but... if they stripped the c and then put him like what they did for brown you know uh, yeah yeah I, I could see that happening but that wouldn't happen for a very long time though well right that's what i, I I'm, mean i'm making <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like uh, but did you see how sad Larkin was with Bertuzzi leaving? No. He cried. He was so sad. Oh, no. They're like best buds. God, could you just imagine how awkward and uncomfortable it is for how long do you think it lasts after the trade deadline that it takes teams who've made significant moves and changes to find their rhythm again? like two games I mean, you gotta figure they're probably they're practicing every day especially coming down the stretch like they gotta do it quick so i would assume maybe like give them a week tops a week which is, tops which could be like three I would say to four like three to five games yeah yeah, yeah i'd say so because like once you start hanging out with Pressure. i mean you get a figure you're hanging out with the team the entire time you're practicing together potentially traveling together and then just trying to build like your your social your social game with your team you know yeah and then like getting on the ice having that chemistry i'd say like at least a week oh yeah i would maybe say longer yeah for that sort of like all those emotions to process yeah like like if you're a dylan larkin like you have to process or like forget that how about your bertuzzi and you have to like process that you've just left your BFF that you've been with for so long. And and yeah. now you're with this whole new group of people in a city with a team that is very intense. 
very yeah. intense fan base and expect a lot from you. Um, right. but like, how do you process that when you're just trying to survive, right? Like you have to just get on a plane, you have to go, you have to get on the ice, you mm-hmm. have to get your New Jersey, you have to hope your equipment made it. You have nowhere to live. You're living in temporary housing. You don't have your yeah. dog, your cat, your friends, your family, and you just have to like figure it out. That's gotta be a lot. I, I just, I don't yeah. know how they do it. Yeah. I don't know. How well, they it's do probably it. just like another road game for them. So they just have to pretend like they're on a road trip and. <laughs> It's just uh, going to be a permanent road trip until all their stuff makes it there. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like the next time we talk to a player, we got to ask them what that transition is like. And yeah. if they at all take that time to, to go through that emotional sort of space, or is that something you just kind of have to put on the back burner and then like right. cry over the summer for like a month? I don't know. It's probably what I, I would do. Either. I don't know either. Unless you're really happy about the trade, like Timo Meyer. Who went the devils exactly he's like thank goodness i went somewhere <laughs> decent at least for this season yeah uh yeah i mean that was a good, that was move, a good move for sure that was a great move um and then the coyotes were we're just gonna brush through these last few here uh coyotes lost ghost got ghost of sphere because he goes by ghost getting it ghost of sphere <laughs> what did hurricanes. you just say ghosts ghosts are here i said i i read it i read it as ghost of spear because his nickname is ghost but it's not ghost of spear it's ghost of spear and i'm probably still saying it wrong but it's fine because you can't really say his name either so i don't feel that bad ghost um, is be here <laughs> ghost is be here um went to the canes what's wrong we were talking about a freaking ghost and this door just opened on me that's fine did you not see that uh-uh the bathroom door just opened creepy dun, dun, okay. dun. i know i feel like i need to close that it's not a jack anyway. and jill bathroom is it yeah it is oh but he's but he's not in there hold on and the handle fell off does that happen all the time occasionally <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Just, <laughs> okay coyote how do you say this guy's name who went to ottawa chikrin thank you Jacob chikrin that's uh, what i finally, thought finally we don't have to hear his name for a while other than he did score his first goal uh as a senator and it was very exciting mm-hmm. um but if i don't hear that guy's name for for many weeks i would be happy with that because there was so much talk about his name over the last like three years um not really but you know what i mean yeah and um we're moving Same on like came yeah oh and also update since we are always learning here on the podcast that the coyotes are so willing to take on the contracts of players like shea weber who are basically retired mm-hmm. uh it's just so that they can meet the salary cap base the bottom they're not even worried about the top like they're not they're just trying to keep the minimum the minimum how is this team even how is this how is this team even still there and then i saw some bs about a rumor about the league potentially exploring bringing a team to atlanta again Mm -hmm. because there's some serious people wanting to do that 
I just, um, I'm like, we got issues, guys. You, you, you can't be trying to put another team in the league when you've got one who's just trying to make the bare minimum of the salary cap. That's got to be really depressing. I feel bad for Arizona fans, man. That sucks. Because also, your favorite player, Nick Ritchie, has left the Coyotes. Oh. <laughs> it's not her favorite player, guys. I, I hate Nick Ritchie. And he was briefly on your one team. He was with the Kings, right? Briefly? No. Or was it Preds? It was the Leafs. The, Leafs. the Leafs. Hey, I had one out of three chance to get that right. There you go. <laughs> he was traded to the Flames for his brother, Brett Ritchie. I didn't even know that there was two of them in the league. And now I'm I didn't even either. More mad. I didn't Hopefully either. I like his brother. He has a brother? How come we never hear about his brother? <laughs> Clearly, we don't because he's now going to he's now playing for the Coyotes. Poor guy. I mean, he might be really talented, but Jesus H, that's just depressing. Oh, I don't boy. know. I think well, we covered all the main points that were relevant to us. Have you shopped at Pure Hockey? They are America's largest hockey retailer with dozens of stores and the option to shop online. If you or any of your kids play hockey, Pure Hockey is the place to find just about all of your equipment, skates, sticks, gear, bags, jerseys, and accessories. Plus, Pure Hockey is one of our affiliate partners. Next time you break your hockey stick or your kid grows out of his skates, why not check out purehockey.com? While you are looking for hockey equipment, you can also browse around for merchandise from your favorite NHL team, you know who Breezy's and mine are, and make gift giving even easier for your hockey-loving friends and family. And do us a favor, use our special link for purehockey.com when you browse the site and make a purchase because we'll receive a small commission which helps me and Breezy create this podcast. Head to the episode's show notes for the special direct link to shop at purehockey.com. And also, uh, we have two more thousand games uh, for Jamie Benn and Derek Broussard, who Derek Broussard, we've talked about him before. Those thousand games have been over about a thousand different teams. Um, however, very cool. Big accomplishment. Have I talked about this before, about how good looking Derek Broussard is? Yeah. Was he one of the, when we did the the... Bachelorette, bachelorette yeah. thing was he one yeah. of my picks yeah. i think he was that was a God, long time ago dang he's good looking he's my no- nomination for a hunk of the week holy cow Ooh. and he had holy like cow. a real emotional side to him when they were presenting yeah. him with his uh, i forgot what they gave him but they gave that and it was like a trophy thing huh. some kind of thing and like shield maybe i might be mixing that up with something else but i don't know they gave him something like big Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was getting all emotional and i was like how has that guy been a sleeper on my hunks list so he's my nomination for hunk of the week and i mean obviously we got to put jamie ben in there because obviously right and it's a thousand games thousand games and he's a hunk thousand games Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) 
who else do we put in there uh, in hunk of the week mm. do we put barry trots in there i think i want to do barry trots like that guy just came in clutch uh, i just i really enjoyed his email i actually read it like three different times <laughs> that's a very me thing dude i did a very breezy thing i'll get to that after we have one more thing to talk about Normally okay. talk about. I can go over quickly. Wait, uh, do we have any other hunks to nominate? I don't think so. I'm just like scrolling through our list here. I think. Do I'm we good. maybe have to put Chikrin in there? No. Like he? No. Why <laughs> <laughs> no? I'm gonna. I'll put Derek. Um, uh, Derek. Wait. You just said Derek. Dylan Larkin. I'll put Dylan Larkin. Oh, okay. She's really cool. over Chikrin. Okay. I'm so over Chikrin. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chikrin, Chikrin, Chikrin. <laughs> okay, Brianna Decker. Yeah. Retires at the age of 31. Uh, incredible career. She is a six-time world champ, an Olympic gold and silver medalist. She won gold once and silver twice. 147 games played, 170 points, 81 goals, and 89 assists. Pretty cool. Mad so congratulations to her. To her. Yeah. yeah. We're we're losing a good one there. Yeah. To, to retire, but, okay. but it's okay. She'll do good things here. Yeah. And then did you see Kendall Coyne Schofield is expecting a baby? No. She went did did she play when you went to the game? To the no. to the US and Canada game? Uh the women's uh, game? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I was looking for her. When was that? January? December. December 18th. She might have just found out because she just yeah. announced it uh, publicly that she's expecting. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe not. I don't know. But there well, might be other reasons crazy. she didn't play besides that. But yeah. So wow. congrats to the women who do who do it all. They play killer yep. hockey. They <laughs> can bear children. They can yeah. do scouting and run camps. And I'm excited to see where she ends up. Like what kind of like sort of front office position will she get mm -hmm. yeah that's what i'm looking forward to as well yeah yeah she's a she's an asset no matter which side of the game she stays in the men's or the women's so mm -hmm. exactly okay you got a I breezy maybe we put yeah. her in hunk of the week yeah brandon decker we'll put I her think in we put decker in hunk of the week instead yeah larkin decker ben trots trots brassard no yeah for sorry yeah no yeah that's right we got five we got five right. this week guys five open for submissions from you guys always okay what is the breezy yep. thing you did this week it's kind of embarrassing but this is like me in a nutshell okay so at the concert last night they only had porta potties so Sarah went into the bathroom first because she really had to go. And I was like kind of waiting for her because I was holding on to her like stuff, her glasses, her phone, whatnot. So I'm sitting there waiting. And then she goes, okay. She goes, I just want to let you know there's some pee on the seat, but it's not for me. I was like, okay, well, who really sits on the seat anyway in a porta potty? Like, let's be real, right? So I'm like, okay. She goes, but everything that's fine. I said, okay. So I go in and I, before I was going to go, I always check I always check for toilet paper because you just never know, you know? Yeah. There's no toilet paper. Oh. Well, I couldn't just walk. I couldn't just walk back out 
Like I went in, they would have thought I, there was like a line of people. They would have thought I did like a five second pee. I couldn't just walk out. So I stood in the, I stood there facing the door. Waiting? <laughs> opened it. Yeah. So you didn't pee? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh my God. <laughs> did you wait and then go into a different part of potty? Or did you go and no. go get napkins? No, I just walked away. And I was like, I'll go in in like 15 minutes. Crazy. Uh, I didn't really have to go. I was just going to go because I was there. That's a very me thing to do. I, I just thought got I immediately embarrassed. Why though? <laughs> I don't know. That would have been a That's totally normal part. thing to just be like, there's no toilet paper. I'm not fucking peeing in there. Okay, well, in a normal state of mind, that's a normal thing to do. But in my mind, I was sitting there. I was like, I can't walk outside right now. I got to just wait here. I have no shame. I get that from my aunt who just made me take pictures of her doing naked snow angels in the backyard. So, you know, that's what that's that's what I did. That's what she did. Mm -hmm. And I just stood in a porta potty because I was afraid to walk out. At least I didn't get stuck. That would have been terrible. Nightmare. Anyway. That's you know those you know those like they do it in movies and TV shows sometimes where they like trap somebody in a porta potty and then they like yeah. or or was it maybe on Jackass they did it? I feel like I have a very yeah. visual memory. That is like a worse nightmare. Yeah. To well, be covered scary in that. too. Yeah. Uh, scary too. So like I fr- don't make that sound. Oh. <laughs> oh god it's so gross it's making me sick to my stomach and so i, I when we first got there i went we were like oh i gotta go to the bathroom so we went into the porta potty and as like we're in there i mean i was in there by myself but like my sister-in-law wasn't the one next to me so as we're in there uh ingrid andres i can't say her name for the life of me but she started playing like her set started and when it started it shook the porta potty and it was like <sighs> and i was like what is happening earthquake earthquake oh that would be terrifying um, it's terrifying it's terrifying yeah guys have, bodies are so gross guys but... have no idea what we have to go through in the porta potty the squatting situation over that and like just hoping yeah. and praying that you don't touch anything and yep. you're lucky if there's toilet paper yeah I usually am, lucky. If if I was there with you, I would have had napkins in my purse and would have given them to you. Well, thank you. So I come prepared. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's no well, fun for us women. But anyway, enough of that. Let's see how all these That's teams all do this week. Yeah. Until next week. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.